I, I'm excited here to be today to be talking with uh, Frank Meshkalite, the voice of Tupi from Tupi and Binu the movie. Frank, so much for chatting with me. I really appreciate your time. My pleasure, Steve. Thanks for having me uh, in your podcast and in your porch today. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I, I need to tell you something is that, uh, you know, Tupi and Binu has been a stall, like uh, one of those pillars in our family for quite a few years. I have a 13 year old and an eight year old. And uh, my 13 year old, when the, he saw the movie was coming out, of course, he's sort of aged out of it. He was like, I want to see that. Um, and I was like, really, you know, like you're 13 now. He says, no, no, I used to watch that show. Didn't I? I said, you watched it all the time. And, uh, he was like, I want to see that. And both my kids were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it really has quite a legacy, uh, especially in our home. It's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, uh, thanks for mentioning that, Steve. It's I I've, I've worked as a puppeteer for 40 years and I've done a bucket of children's television and, uh, Tupi is one of what probably is the longest lived show that I've worked on. Um, a lot of the folks who are excited about seeing the film, like your kids are, are former viewers or even, you know, uh, young adults with kids of their own who are like, Oh yeah, I remember that. I'll go see that. Uh, which is pretty neat. <clears throat> it's pretty neat to be uh, attached to a program that has both, um, uh, a current value and a nostalgic value. Yeah, that, it, that's that's absolutely it. And and everyone in our family was able to enjoy it together. What is it that you think sets the series apart? What makes it so special? Or the film, I should say, the characters? Uh, well, I think like the series, you know, it's a good bit of storytelling. Uh, the animation is bright and fun. Um, the colors are terrific. The, the sensibility, just like the TV series, is a little bit wacky, and it's uh, that makes it fun for kids to watch. Uh, I like to think the voice is okay, too. Um, and uh, combined, it just seems to be that thing that that caught people's attention. Um, and uh, I just saw the film uh, a few days ago, and uh, the audience was was enthralled, which is which is pretty neat to see because you know when you record something like this, you're recording in a vacuum. You don't have an audience. you know you think, oh, that sounded all right. Uh, but to hear people react, you know, and Tupi starts to talk and a few people go, oh, you know. That gets me all excited, Steve. So that's, it's pretty cool to see and be a part of. First of all, it's, I, I love, I love hearing the voice. It's, it's so much fun. For, for you, you've voiced Tupi now for over 10 years. Uh, I was wondering, um, for your perspective, what sets him apart? What is it about his character that you enjoy playing so much? Well, a, a number of things. First of all, the sort of freedom that I have with the voice because uh, Tupi's a bit um, unhinged already, you know, so if there's a, a bit of improvisation that comes to mind, it usually ends up making the cut, which is which is exciting as a performer. Um, and also, I think the 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 intensity like the and the contrast between Tupi's eleven out of ten level of of uh, of life. Uh, of living and Binu's sort of like oh all right here we go again sort of just following his buddy Tupi around though I mean I'm, I'm pretty sure Binu's the brains of the outfit really but uh but Tupi has these inspirational ideas and Binu goes along for the ride and it's um it's a you know a classic sort of uh, in a way a Laurel and Hardy kind of relationship between the two uh and and I think the show's had this great lifespan because it's it's fun to watch the stories are 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 easy to understand. Uh, it's 
lovely to look at. The colors are terrific. And uh, Dominic Cholin and um, Raymond Lebrun should be complimented. I take my hat off to them for creating a series. I don't have a hat. I'll get it for them later. Uh, they should be complimented for making a series that uh, is so delightful to such a wide age span. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, the you mentioned about the colors. The thing about this series that amazes me is how simple it looks, but not simple, but not cheap. If that's the way to, to, not to put too fine a point on it, because there's a simplicity to the to the two characters, the relationship, the animation. It's not, you know high intensity but there there's something beautiful about it that uh that continues to charm i think it's such a wonderful wonderful so you can see it's very well done i agree and i think i think it has to do steve with the sort of the unexpected nature of the storytelling you're really not sure what's going to happen next but if you're watching another i won't mention any series but take your pick of children's series uh, particularly ones produced in canada and you kind of is First 20 seconds, you know there's a problem and you know there's going to be a resolution that makes sense and then we're going to do some math. Tupi, on the other hand, is uh, just this sort of wild carnival ride and you're not never quite sure what's going to happen next. And I think that's uh, part, of the, part of the appeal for sure. That is absolutely the case in this film. I mean, we were watching it and I, I mean, it's got sort of a Wizard of Oz sort of feel to it but I really didn't know what was going to happen next. And it's just, it's just wonderfully weird and bizarre and, and charming and lovely. Um, I mean, the, the, the trip into Tupi's brain is something that, that is going to live rent-free in my head for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's an inspired moment for sure. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Steve. I mean, you know, this is, this is kind of the neat part. Like my wife and I have a kid who's 22 now and, uh, when she was little, she loved Tupi and Vino. She was right in that sweet spot. Um, and then around age 10, nine or 10, she saw Spider-Man. And then, you know, there was this, this great moment where I, I used to, um, she'd bring a friend over and she'd say, Dad, it's my friend, Jennifer. Can you talk to her like Tupi? And I'd be like, oh, hey, Jennifer, I hope you like sandwiches because that's all I got. <laughs> and then around age nine or 10, she's like, Dad, I'm bringing a friend over. Can you just be normal? And that was a, an interesting transition. But now as a 22 year old, she said to me, yeah, you know, I'm gonna go see it. You know, I'm gonna go see it with my friends, <laughs> which is which is kind of cool. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you too, is there's there's a real sense of optimism about the series, not just Tupi, but the series itself and respect. You know, this is a series that uh, if, you, if it, nobody is, if you have, somebody hasn't seen it before, it's not, and I quote preachy, it's not a preachy show in any way, but there's a very positive vibe to the way the series unravels. I was just wondering if you could talk about that and, and why that, that's exciting for you. Um, well, I guess uh, you can parse a show any way to find the value for you personally. Um, uh, the fact that Tupi really likes broccoli, for instance, I always thought was kind of fun and funny. Um, and, you know, kids are like, oh, I'm going to eat broccoli, just like Tupi. And, and you're right. The, the characters are polite to each other, even if Tupi's uh, flights of fancy are all uh, pretty far-fetched and peculiar. Binu is his buddy, and he's like, yeah, all right, okay. It's a bit weird, but sure, let's do it. Um, and it's amazing, too, how many, how many kids in the Tupi and Binu audience really like Binu, even though he doesn't say anything. Because in the world of, of children... Tupi is kind of like the adult. He's like, we're going shopping and there's nothing you can do about it. 
and the kids are like, oh, I guess I'm going shopping with dad. Uh, so the kids relate to, to both characters. There's like these, these archetypes, you know, the Laurel and Hardy, you know, the, the, the big and the small, the quiet and the loud. Um, and I think that the fact that they, they treat each other with respect, as you've said, has a lot to do with why parents can watch the show with their kids. I mean, we, when our kid was young, I struggled to find something to do with her on the weekends that wouldn't make me want to kill myself. <laughs> so, you know, we went and we saw the wiggles and all manner of stuff that was fairly terrifying to me. But I went and watched the Tupi Aminu film and I was like, yeah, this is all right. This is pretty good. I wish I was seven, man. I could really kick it. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the fact that the characters are kind to each other, I think, is uh, is really refreshing, especially when the world's on fire and, you know, a little kindness goes a long way. One of the things that I thought was so interesting about this film is the characters are sort of on this journey and they keep passing these signs that call that keep continuous to say different languages, all roads lead to the lost and found. And there was something I thought that was so fascinating about that messaging. Um, and, and I can't quite put my finger on it, but I was wondering if, if you have any thoughts on that, this idea of the message of all things, all roads lead to the lost and found. I'm not sure what Dominique Jolin and Raymond Lebrun had in mind when they wrote the script, but uh, if I had to hazard a guess, I mean, I think it's kind of it's kind of meta that all roads lead to the lost and found. And when you're a, when you're a young person and you're on your path of life, you know, destiny is a kind of a uh, a difficult concept to comprehend. But we all end up in the place we're supposed to be. And so do the characters in the film. So it's a, that's kind of a neat perspective, Steve. I think that's kind of a cool way to uh, to, to look at it. I honestly, I had I hadn't thought about it, but that's yeah. You can you can you can read that read it into that read that into it, and it's uh, it's kind of neat. Yeah, it, what do you think? Uh, I was kind of thinking like you were, to be honest. I I just thought for these characters. You know, it's so interesting. No matter where they go, they they want to end up at this place, and they're just on this journey together. And I think that's sort of one of the charm for the movie for us and for me. I mean, this these these random things that keep happening, but they're continuing to progress, and they're just continuing to get look forward. Um, I I feel like you do. Yeah. It, it just it, it's just constantly showing up in the film, and that's why I thought this is really interesting. That that's that's sort of takes takes on that role yeah that's that's great the sort of overcoming of obstacles to get to your destination i think that's that's a great addition i'm going to use that in the next interview <laughs> <laughs> by all means <laughs> um uh, frank honestly i really appreciate the time with you i'm just wondering you know for you what do you hope people take away from 2p and b new uh well i think as a, as a parent myself, I think creating something or help create, help creating something, I'll try that sentence again, helping to create something that allows a family to uh, enjoy something together. Because so often you give your kid a thing and go, now go play with that and leave mom and dad alone. You know, here's your stick or your DS or your Nintendo, whatever. Um, but, a, you know, a, a film that lets kids enjoy the color and the spectacle and the and the laughs and the strangeness and also lets adults like my friend Steve here think about how the the symbolic value of some of the um some of the work in the film has a deeper resonance i think that's pretty cool 
And um, that's probably the strongest recommendation I could give to a family to go and see the film. Oh, there's dogs here. Come to get me, Steve. <laughs> I think I'm okay. I, I'm sorry about the dogs. I, if I could help you, I would, but... Uh... <laughs> Honestly, thank you so much for your time, Frank. I wish you the best and congratulations on the show's success and, and for the film. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. Have yourself a great day. You too. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thanks again.